Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Well Beyond the Arc. I'm Manoli. And I'm Montana. And you've joined us for episode 19, titled, well, I forgot what we're titled, uh, Rumors, High Schoolers, and Top Dogs. A great show for you guys. And to think that we're a month away from the NBA season tipping off. Montana, I'm like a little kid on Christmas, so I feel Christmas coming. It's coming. Are you feeling it? Oh, absolutely. I'm just counting down the days. I have a countdown on my phone that is going as we speak. And so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. I think it's going to be one of the more exciting seasons we've had top to bottom. There's been a lot of exciting things that have happened. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm counting the days down. Yeah. So, so am I NBA Christmas coming close. I know I say it about the playoffs, but when we haven't had NBA basketball for so long, man, it's, it's, it's coming. It's finally coming. Well, Thanks, everyone, for joining us. As always, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Yankee and Brit Sports Group. What are you waiting for? See, just not just our Well Beyond the Arc NBA podcast, but a number of great podcasts on the on the sports group, including uh, MMA podcasts. Uh, Jay and Maddie, you got a bunch of football podcasts happening. I'm here with the NFL season underway, so be sure to check them all out. But Montana, let's hop right into it. Um, since we've been away, uh, and again, we are doing the bi-weekly podcast here in the off season, but Eurobasket, which I've been harping on a lot has finally concluded, uh, not exactly the final four in Eurobasket I was seeing, I was expecting. And with NBA, all first teamers, Giannis Dedokumbo, Luka Doncic, and the reigning two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic among the leader, the, the pack, their teams, Greece, Slovenia, and Serbia, were not part of the Final Four. Instead, it was Spain taking home its seventh Eurobasket title, beating France by 20-some points, Germany getting third place, and Poland finishing fourth. Montana, how surprised are you by that outcome? And not that the, the, and the fact that the uh, NBA first-teamers didn't even factor in the Final Four. When we last discussed this, I mean, I know we both said that we thought these teams were going to go all the way and some of these, you know, heavy hitter NBA stars were going to go head to head. And that's just not how it w happened. And I think that to me, I, I like that. We get to see other players, other teams, and we get to see some unfamiliar faces. And, and you never know. There's a lot of players that come from overseas and end up playing in the NBA. So you might be seeing some future NBA stars that you've never seen before or just some stars from other countries. So Honestly, as much as I would have liked to see some of those NBA stars go head to head, I think we got another exciting element in there since they were not going head to head. We have other people headlining it, which I thought was kind of cool to see. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple guys, NBA guys, you know, Bo Cruz, if you've seen the new Adam Sandler Netflix movie, also known as uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, got tournament MVPs hitting seven threes in the final 27 point performance. Got some other NBA players in there, too. Uh, Rudy Gobert, who we've talked about many times this offseason, was was leading France uh, as the runner-up silver medalist in the Eurobasket 2022. But, you know, disappointing uh, for me. I had, I had Greece going all the way, but I thought for sure we'd see Luca, Giannis, and, uh, and, and the Joker battling it out. But still, Eurobasket's in the books, and uh, we're heading into training camp soon, and the season's right around the corner. So hopefully those guys get their rest. Well, it wouldn't be an off-season show. And before I even get to the next point, for everyone that's uh, that's joining, thanks again for joining. Be sure to leave your comments. Throw in your comments, uh, your thoughts on our topics here. If we've missed something that you didn't think on, on if we give our lists, 
please feel free to add in the comments or, you know, if you want to play a game of who can crack us up better by all means, let's, let's, let's hit it in those comments. It wouldn't be an NBA offseason show if we weren't talking about rumors. And there's a couple big ones that came out in the last week or two uh, since our last show. One of them, Montana, is that the NBA is rumored to be announcing the expansion to two cities here in a couple weeks during, a, I think it's a Clippers game. And the two cities rumored to be getting NBA teams are none other than Seattle and Las Vegas. So I'm going to stop right there. I'm hoping the rumors are true, Montana, but when I tell you that the NBA is expanding and to those two cities, how, what's your first reaction? I think both of those cities deserve a team. Um, I think it's two cities that make the most sense. I don't, I can't sit here and tell you, I mean, there are definitely other cities, but I can't sit here and tell you other cities that make more sense to me at the moment. I think that those are the cities that make the most sense. And I think that they will have the most success. And I think the NBA is really trying to keep their expansion successful. We have never really seen an unsuccessful expansion. We've seen some teams not be successful, but you know, when you look at like the Orlando magic, they were successful pretty quickly. They had one season where they didn't do anything that big, but then within the next few years, they were making the finals. So I think that I believe I'm correct. They made, or Conference finals. I don't know. Either way, they they made they, they made the finals in the first few years of existence. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure I wasn't. <laughs> but no, so they you know they had success. They want their expansion teams to also be successful. And when you think about teams that might have the most success and might draw those players to them, those bigger stars, those are the cities that I think would draw those players to them. So I think that it makes the most sense on all ends. And I think that it would be super exciting to see basketball come back and also be in a new area. So to me, those cities make the most sense. And, you know, my Raiders are out in Vegas, so that'll just give me another team to latch onto maybe. So that's also exciting. There you go. Well, think, think of it this way, Montana, maybe, you know, soon after if the rumors are true, you might be able to make a weekend out of going to Vegas, which just stop right there. A weekend in Vegas, great. But you could possibly see an NBA game in Las Vegas and then catch a Raiders home game in the same weekend. Think about that. That I would mean, be that, crazy. Yeah, that's the that, experience. That's the ultimate experience as a sports fan, being able to do that in that yeah. environment as well. So a lot of these teams adding like, you know, it's just, it's great to see that because you will have fans that will have that as a goal and will do that. And that just attracts, you know, more people to the cities. It's it. I do think that this makes the most sense. And I hope that it, I hope that it happens. I hope that these two teams, you know, pl places get these teams. I hope that they're not just gassing it up and then they give us one or potentially none. I don't think that will happen, but sometimes, yeah, I, there will be teams announced. There will be a team, but it just, I hope that these are these rumors are true because to me they make the most sense, and I feel like to the NBA they make the most sense. So that's the hope. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jay's ready to meet you in Vegas. I'm not that it's far ready, behind him. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, look, I, Vegas makes sense, right? I'll get to Seattle in a minute. I've been on the bring the NBA to Seattle back to Seattle bandwagon for for a while now, but. Think about it. I remember a time when having, well, most people remember a time where having professional sports teams in Vegas was seen as taboo. And the NHL of all team, of all leagues, were the first ones to get a hockey team in Las Vegas. And they were pretty successful. They made the Stanley Cup final in their first year. Then you got an ML, MLS is out there as well. 
I mean, you get the Raiders are out there, been out there for not, what is this the year two or three that the Raiders are out there. Um, who knows? The Oakland A's might be moving to, to Vegas, too. So it only makes sense that you're getting all of the major sports teams into Las Vegas. Las Vegas is going to be a sports destination if it hasn't been already, not just for gambling, but to actually, you know, watch a game. And the scenario can unfold, just like I said, watch a Raiders game and an NBA game in the same weekend or same with hockey or, you know, whoever's in town. Um, the NBA has made its summer league home Las Vegas. I mean, all the NBA stars go out there in Vegas in the summertime. So bring a smoke. I, I think LeBron could be the, the guy that buys the Vegas team. You know, even if Vegas comes up, there might be a temporary owner in place or LeBron might go to buy him out. In my opinion, I could totally see that happening. Uh, but yeah, I think it makes all the sense. V- Vegas, baby Vegas, of course. Now, Seattle, I've been clamoring for them to get an NBA team, and so are their fans. And bring back the Supersonics. I, I hope for the fans of Seattle that they get the Sonics back. They had their team taken away from them right underneath their noses. Not that it was a fan's fault, but Clay Bennett, the guy who bought the Thunder, had their team that, taken away. said that they weren't going to be moving or anything like that. No, he moved them to, to Oklahoma City and called them something called the Thunder of all things. Um, you know, and it's not that Seattle couldn't draw fans. Seattle is, it fills up a football stadium for MLS soccer in America. Uh, key arena back in the day used to be loud. I mean, Seattle fans get loud for any sport. Um, haven't gotten too loud for the Mariners, but hey, the Mariners might be breaking the, finally breaking their postseason drought. So, man, I, I hope this is true. More, more so for the fans of Seattle, but Vegas is the other team because you have to have an even number of teams 30 NBA teams right now expanded to 32. You might have to move a couple teams from the West to the East to make this work. Cause that's two Western teams that would be coming in, but man, I hope it happens. But the next question is assuming that these rumors are true, it's only fitting that the Seattle team is the supersonics and they bring that team back like the NFL did with the Cleveland Browns after, uh, you know, they moved out in 95 and became the Ravens. But what do you call a team, a basketball team in Las Vegas. Like, what would what would the team name be? See, honestly, I I don't even know. I feel like it's a tricky place to come up with like, a new name. Like, you know, the Raiders move there; it's still the Raiders. But I feel like coming up with a new name is tricky. I think the oh, I don't even know. That's a really good La- question. Las Vegas Rollers, Las Vegas. Well, you can't call them showgirls; they're men. Um, Las Vegas. Well, strippers, that probably won't go well. I don't think Adam Silver will let that happen. Um, oh gosh. Yeah, my, my mind's deep in the gutter. I mean, I, I have no idea what you would call Las Vegas team. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what they come up with. But either way, I think we're, we're both on the same page here. We're fingers crossed that the NBA expands to Seattle and Vegas. And I don't think it's going to be watering down. It will it'll water down the league a little bit in the beginning, but it's only going to grow the the league, the brand and basketball together. So it, yeah, it's huge expansion and growing is important. And the NBA has not seen expansion, but uh, you know, te- it's le- most leagues aren't constantly expanding. That's not how that works, but I would like to see an NBA expansion happen. And it, to those cities, especially because Seattle deserves it should have never lost it. And Vegas, I think could be the future of, you know, just the future of the league, a, a new team, an exciting team and something that, like you said, I can see LeBron, having some hand in that eventually as well. So I think that that yep. is a necessary step forward for the NBA. Yeah. And even re- recent history, some of the most recent 
expansion teams. I mean, okay, the Charlotte Hornets haven't been overly successful, but at least they've had a couple playoff runs. They got LaMelo Ball. Hopefully they'll be a little bit exciting and be able to build around him. But before that was the Raptor. Well, the Hornets were the Bobcats. The Bobcats, forget that. Um, Toronto and the Toronto Raptors and uh, now Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, both of those franchises. Toronto won a championship in the last couple of years with Kawhi Leonard. The Grizzlies that were a perennial playoff team in the last decade. Um, up and coming team last season as well. You already alluded to the Orlando Magic making a couple of finals runs. Uh, Miami Heat has won a couple championships, um, made the playoffs in their third or fourth season. Minnesota Timberwolves, probably the least successful of any of those teams, but still have had a few playoff runs. Uh, have seen a conference finals with, with Kevin Garnett back in the day. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one of those expansion teams, but for the most part, I mean, I you know, expansion teams have done pretty well. So we'll see what happens. The biggest rumor, though, that I think you and I are really excited to talk about is the rumors that the NBA is going to change the minimum age requirement for entry into the NBA draft from 19 years old to 18 years old. There's no timeline on when that could happen. Um, I haven't really checked on when the next CBA is up. I think it's going to be in the next year or two. But Montana, first question, is this the right move? for the NBA. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I don't think this is the right move because I think we are going to see one, two things happen. One, we are going to see so many amazing, talented, you know, college basketball players that we never even get to see. We won't get to see them. We won't even get to see some of the best players play in college. And I think that is one of the most exciting things as a basketball fan is seeing a player in college and then in the NBA. That's exciting to see that happen. That transition is exciting to see. We'll see a lot less of that. A second thing I think we'll see is a lot of players that are just underdeveloped and are not ready for the way the league is now from high school to Pro. I think we'll see a lot of players that end up in the G League and that end up just being bounced. And it's not because they're not talented. It's just because there's so many talented players and so many players are going to try to make it into the league at, you know, straight out of high school. I just think that's going to be tricky. It's worked. We've seen some absolutely just phenomenal legends, one being LeBron James, one of the best, if not some people think the best player of all time, come straight out of high school. But I want to say right now that we're not going to see another LeBron James ever. We're never going to see another player that's exactly like him. So him having that much success that fast, I really don't think is going to be copied, especially not by his son. Yeah, that's well, we'll see. We'll see. I think um, I'm conflicted on this because on one hand, from I don't want to say human rights standpoint, but a right to work standpoint, right? All the other other leagues, you know, I, I'm not sure what the the rule is on football, but I don't know of anyone that would take the chance in drafting a freshman or a high school uh, player in football. But I think if they if an NFL really wanted a team, excuse me, an NFL team really wanted to, they could. From an NBA perspective, it's happened before. There's we're, we'll get into a list of guys that have been successful. We'll probably even get into a list of guys that haven't been successful. But I think that guys should have the right to be drafted and enter the NBA at age 18. I think they should have the right to do that and and the right to work and all that good stuff. Have that opportunity, not be, you know, have some sort of age restriction. The age restriction was to put in, you know, mostly pushed by David Stern years back to kind of help some of the, a lot of these high school guys, because high school guys were coming out in bunches. Um, And a lot of these guys made them probably made a mistake Mm -hmm. in coming out and, 
instead not going to college first. But you know, there's other guys like LeBron James. Thank you, Jay. We got we have the the rule. You have to be three years out of high school in the NFL to be drafted. Thank you, Jay. Um, there, there, there's there's one-offs that are super successful. We'll get into them. But there's a lot of guys that have declared for the draft and not even got chosen out of high school, or they're chosen in the second round and you know they're cut and after a year, first guy first round guys flame out, things of that nature. We can probably if we really we can probably have a show full of guys that didn't make it straight out of high school instead of going to college, but that's neither here nor there. So from at one standpoint, I think that you need to have the rule at 18, give everybody an opportunity. If a guy's ready, a guy's ready and let the NBA GMs make that decision. It's, it's their jobs that are on the line. Now from a talent standpoint and for a player interest, other than being able to have the opportunity to be drafted, this is where I think it would benefit these guys to go to college for, for one year or be one year removed from high school. You know, the talent level is so much different. Preparation for the game is so much different. These are men in the league, right? Instead of these boys coming from high school. Granted, you have your LeBrons of the world, things of that nature that can that can hack it in an NBA straight out of high school. But a lot of these guys, especially with the AAU game, a lot of it's just street ball. There's no structure. Now, granted, in, NBA, in the NBA, there's a little bit of that, too. There's a lot of iso ball. A lot of coaches are going like Steve Kerr. You kind of free balling, if you will. Right. Um, I think it benefits those guys to go to college, especially if they're playing for one of the higher tier programs and get, get some sort of experience under a good head coach, get some good coaching and, and get some sort of practice structure, learn some good habits. You know, I think guys benefit from going to school for, for a year or two. Some guys think that they're ready and they're really not like well, a guy that's in the news for the wrong reasons, a Moni Bates um, kid that was supposed to be the next big thing out of high school. Right. We saw him go to college and everybody thought, OK, this guy's going to be the number one pick. And he was terrible at Memphis. He was so bad at Memphis that he left the team and decided to transfer to like a smaller mid-major school. And now he's in a, he's got himself in some legal trouble. But here's a guy that's hyped up. And couldn't even hack it at the college level. Imagine if he would have went to the NBA and somebody would have picked him up. He'd be out of the NBA for a year. Yeah, okay, he'd have a couple million in his pocket, if that. But he'd flame out. So I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm conflicted from a right to work, from a you know, a, a rules perspective. I think they should be able to be drafted at age 18. From a player readiness standpoint, um, from a quality of the game standpoint, I, I think they should wait a year or two. And I, I agree. I do agree that there sh- they should have the right to be able to. And I think that we would see some of those really talented players make it work. But I just think we'd see so many more that just could not play at that level. And they'd be bounced around and they, we wouldn't ever actually see them on a primetime NBA court. And we wouldn't see that. So I just think it's tricky. I think you can go both ways. There's definitely pros and cons of both approaches. The, the one thing I will say about making money is – you as an athlete, it is actually your, it's possible to make money in college now more, you know, more widespread and, and actually legally, like like you can do Good it point. now. You won't, you won't get, you know, in trouble. So I think that as that grows and as we see that grow, I would love to see some of these players that are talented and, and have that talent to go to the NBA decide to go to college to, cause you can still make that money and also build up your skills in college before you make that jump, because that jump from college to NBA, we've seen some amazing college players that fall off 
when they get to the NBA. High school, I just think that would be even more. It, you know, you got all these talented high school players, but it's definitely not, you know, a Wednesday evening, you know, in a in a high school gym once you get to the NBA. So I just think it's a big it's a big change, and we'd see some be successful. We, we'd see so many more that would never have the chance to actually yeah. get to that level and give and, them the right spot. And those guys can fall off after being in school for four years too. That's, I mean, yes. look at look at Christian Leitner, probably arguably one of the top college basketball players in history. I mean, he had some good seasons in the NBA, made one all-star team, but he was nothing in the NBA compared to what he was in college. So, I mean, it can happen either way. I, I, I like your point on the, the being able to make money in college, the whole NIL rule. I think here's what the, if, if the NBA is going to lower the age to 18, as far as, you know, minimum draft entry, however you want to word it. I think they do it. They, they move it to 18, but because you're able to make money and use make money off your likeness and in, in NCAA and what have you, I think if a player declares for the draft out of high school and he doesn't get drafted, I think you have to give him the right to be able to go to college. Then you have to be be able to, because I mean the quote unquote amateur status. Well, if you're making money in college anyway, I mean what's the difference? Let him have that college as 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 a fallback or the G league is another fallback or something, but I think you allow them to go to college. So that way, okay, maybe I wasn't as ready as I thought, or maybe the NBA GMs didn't think I was ready. They didn't pick me in the first 60 picks. So, okay, I need a fallback plan. And maybe it's the best thing that happens to them, but I think that's one possible solution, but lower it to 18, leave it up to the NBA GMs. It's their jobs on the line. And, you know, we'll go from there, but yeah, the Bronny rule. And, and you know what, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know what the timing is to, to lower this age limit, but let's say it happened next year. What, what do you think Montana, what do you think Bronny would do? You think he'd go to Ohio state? You think he'd go to college or you think he'd go straight to the NBA? I really feel like it depends on how his senior season goes. I think if he has this breakout season and there's been some of the, you know, those traveling games and some of that ball. And we've seen some highlights of him and he looks good. He looks the best that he's looked. I definitely think he look looks better. the best he's looked. I will say this is a side note. I think his younger brother looks like he's going to be. I was just guy. about to say, bro, Bryce looks like Bryce, he's going to be. Yeah. Bryce he's is coming. Be something else. Yeah. Bryce and Bryce has so much time left in high school. Not so much, but he, He's on the early end of high school. So I yeah, think, I think Bronny, yeah. so yeah, he's got time, but I think Bronny, I do think Bronny would at least play one season out of college. And obviously we've seen that Ohio state picture circulate straight from his social media page. Um, I'm sure he's been in the talks with other schools and we'll see more of those posts, you know, as time goes by, but I do think Bronny would potentially opt for the college route, at least for one season. We won't see him more than one season, but we'd maybe see him one season. But if he has a really solid season and he looks just fantastic, and I think if he gets to that level, I think LeBron will also be pretty honest with him. I'm not saying LeBron's going to make that decision for him, but I think if LeBron thinks that he needs that college, he'll he'll say, he'll, he'll encourage him to do that. So I think it'll depend on where LeBron is at with all of this how his Brownie's high school season goes. And just overall, I think that it's kind of an unknown, but I see him picking the college route at least for a season. Well, especially when his dad just inked that extension with the Lakers. I think he's under contract for at least another year or two. I don't know if there's an opt out in that two year extension, but we'll see. We'll see. It should be very interesting. Well, I mean, speaking of these high school players, I mean, you mentioned LeBron, right? What are, what are, who, what are some of the other more successful 
prepped to pro players. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron's one. The first, another one that comes to mind is Kobe Bryant. What are some of the ones that come to mind to you? The success stories of guys that went straight to the NBA from high school. Um, I would say so. Yeah, Kobe Bryant obviously is up there. Um, arguably, I would put if we're not ranking them, but if we were, I'd no, put Kobe even a little bit above LeBron just because Kobe got in and and turned that Lakers organization around. Obviously, he had help with Shaq, but that was a huge, huge, huge story and a huge start to that dynasty. Uh, Dwight Howard, straight out of high school, I would say that he in my opinion, is, is is a super notable name. I don't even know if people always realize that he was um, straight out of high school, but he, you know, he came in and was a force right away. And Again, he made yeah. that Orlando Magic team special and, and stuck around his whole time in Orlando. They were a pretty talented group. He got in and kind of went in the mix right away. So when I think of really successful stories, that's Dwight Howard's one that comes to mind for sure. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Garnett, for me is another one uh moses malone taking it way back i think he was one of the ones and there hadn't been there was a gap between moses malone and kevin garnett of guys you know going from high school to pros uh bring it smoke just mentioned jermaine o'neal jermaine o'neal multi-time all-star um all nba or with the pacers uh, tracy mcgrady another great one uh, sean kemp although i think he went to uh, community college for like a half a year or something like that, but we'll, we'll, we'll throw them in there. Uh, I mean, other solid players, Al Harrington, Darrell Wright, guys of that nature. But for all those guys, you have a Robert Swift, you have a Sebastian Telfair, you have a Corleone Young, you have, uh, man, there, there, there's a lot of guys. So we'll see. It should be pretty interesting when the NBA, uh, if and when the NBA uh, makes this change at the room to change as far as lowering the age limit to 18, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're not lowering any age limits here to play everybody's favorite game. It's time for another exciting rendition of NBA Player Or. For those of you following us on the further the first time here on Well Beyond the Arc, we'll uh, give you a little rundown on how the game's played. Uh, every week, I come up with five names, and Montana has to tell me whether or not those names, those people that I'm mentioning, are current or former NBA players or someone from another profession. Um, If Montana gets a question right, you will hear this sound. Thank you, Johnny Drama. And if Montana gets it incorrect, you will hear this sound. All right. uh, Rough outing last time out, Montana, but the time before that, five for five. So, I know you're looking to get on track, right? Absolutely. What was I last time, by the way? Do you remember what my I, score was? I think you were two of five. You're 55 of 80 running. Ooh. So still many more, still more up than down. But um, I think we can do a little better than two out of five this week. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know what it is quite yet. So once I hear that, I might feel worse. But I feel good. <laughs> I feel ready for a five for five. I got it. Okay. Well, uh this time I decided to dig into some of the listener uh, suggestions. No, it's not a you know NBA player or a city in China, but this one is NBA player or famous comedian. Okay, yeah. But I'm going to put famous in air quotes. But they're te- these guys are technically famous comedians. Okay, 
So not not the big names probably probably won't hear any of the ones I'm thinking you, of right you, now. You're, you're not going to hear Chris Rock, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, those guys, Jerry Seinfeld, Robin Williams, those guys. No, probably no. They will. I, I will tell you that's your only hint for now. Um, <laughs> those guys are not included in today's game. Okay, no. let's hop right to it. First player number. Well, not player NBA player or but first guy. The name is Anthony Parker. Anthony Parker. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with without really knowing. I'm gonna say that was a slip up, and it's an NBA player. <laughs> Victory! <laughs> my 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 gift to you, yes, Anthony you. Parker, definitely an NBA player. He's also the brother of MB- WNBA star Candace Parker. Uh, Anthony Parker played in the NBA different stints from 1997 to 2012, uh, most notably with the Toronto Raptors and Cleveland Cavaliers, a teammate of LeBron James as well in Cleveland, averaged 9.1 points per game in 494 games. All right. Well, I gave you one. Let's, uh, let's see if you get that to a five for five. Name number two. Is this an NBA player or famous comedian? The name is Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. I'm going to go with comedian. Victory! That would be a good move, sir. Stephen Wright. I saw his picture when I Googled him today. You look familiar, but I don't remember his work. But he's basically known for his distinctly lethargic voice and slow deadpan delivery. Um, actually appeared in Reservoir Dogs and NBC's uh, TV show Mad About You. Go figure. All right, name number three. Is this name the name of an NBA player or famous comedian? The name is Theo Ratliff. Theo Ratliff. Hmm. Oh my gosh, this one's a little tricky. I could see it going both ways. But I'm going to go with NBA player. Victory! That was a good choice, sir. Theo Ratliff played the NBA from 1995 to 2011. Led the NBA in block shots in three different seasons. Uh, played with nine teams, most notably with the Detroit Pistons, Philadelphia 76ers, and Atlanta Hawks. 7.2 points per game, 2.4 blocks per game in 810 career games. Montana, you're three for three. Let's keep it continue, as Sammy Sosa once said. Name number three. Is this the name of an NBA player or famous comedian? The name is Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. I'm going to go with comedian. Victory! Oh. Uh, here we go. Sam Kinison, definitely a famous comedian. Um, he's known best for his screaming comedic rants. Uh, also appeared in Back to School with Roddy Dangerfield, one of my favorite all-time movies. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Whew. All right. Four for four. All right. Everybody's on the edge of their seats, Montana. Let's go. The fifth and final name, Montana. Is this the name of an NBA player or famous comedian? The name is Lucius Harris. Lucius Harris. 
Um, NBA player. Flawless victory. <laughs> For the second time in his last three outings, Montana has gone five for five. And you were all here to witness it. Montana, how do you feel? I feel good. Take a breath. I feel good. I was I was really feeling like if I if I didn't get that five for five, ooh. Getting to four is getting to four is almost worse than missing all of them because I'm so close. But hey, I'm feeling good. I think from now on it's only five for fives each time. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, hey, that's something to shoot for. You're now up to sixty out of eighty-five. Uh you're twelve of your last fifteen, and uh, those are all the stats I'm gonna share right now. But before we go on, have some more fun. Uh, let's hold briefly for a word from the Yankee and the Brit. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay, from Yankee and the Brit, telling you to come over and check out our shows. The Yankee and the Brit Sports Talk, Well Beyond the Arc, The Markout Podcast, Flagrant and Foul, Real Talk with Jay, and MMA Underground Weekly at YouTube backslash The Yankee and the Brit. Deuces. All right. Thanks, Jay. Everyone, make sure to check them out. All right. Well, Montana's still coming down off his high from the five for five he just got here, an NBA player. But uh, we're going to go ahead and do some rankings. With the NBA season around the corner, training camps opening here in just a couple weeks here, um, all the major, I guess, media outlets start ranking guys. Top 100 players, Sports Illustrated has their top teams, top players. Everybody has a methodology to how they're ranking players. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to rank our top three players at each of the traditional five positions. And yes, I know in some cases there's not positionless basketball. But we're going to rank our top five, top three centers, power forwards, small forwards, shooting guards, and point guards. Some of these guys are interchangeable. We'll do the best uh, that we can. I'm pretty sure we're going to forget somebody, but should be pretty interesting. But Montana, let's start with the big men. Let's start with the big men. Reigning MVP Nikola Jokic has to be in your top three, but who are your top three? You can put them three to one or no particular order, but who are the three names that you put in your top three? So going three to one, I've got Bama Adebayo as my three. I think that he is incredible incredible talent and that that i mean yeah that miami team should be scary just with him i think that they're they're a contending team just with a player like that so he's my three i've got nikola jokic as two i could go on and on about how unimpressed i am with him sometimes but that's just probably because he's beaten my lakers one too many times so he's my number two you know and super talented one of the best and then i've got Embiid as my number one big man i think he was robbed the MVP trophy. I think that he is the best center and will be the best center going forward for the next few seasons. He's he's my number one, and it's it's not very close. The space between him and Jokic, I think, is is getting bigger as we wow. go. So he's my number one. Wow. Okay. Well, spoiler alert: you and I have the same top three, but we have them ranked a little bit differently. So, like you, I have Bam, Bam out of bio ranked number three. Um, he's going to be the defensive linchpin for the Miami Heat. You know. You hit the head on the nail, uh, nailed, hit the head. Forget it. I'm just going to keep going. We'll put that in the blooper reel when we finally make one. Uh, number two, I have Joel Embiid. As badly as I want to put Joel Embiid number one for the same reasons you have him at number one. <sighs> he hasn't had the postseason success. He did win a scoring title. Uh, first big man to do it since Shaq, I believe. Um, 
I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid, Troel Embiid, if you will, but I got to put him at number two because Nikola Jokic is a reigning two-time MVP that can do it all. Um, score, rebound, pass, shoot. From an offensive standpoint, other than the passing, Joel Embiid's right there with him. I think Joel Embiid has a better offensive package as far as talent goes. Um, but, you know, the, the passing from Jokic, I think, and his success has been tr- Trump's Joel Embiid's defensive skill just by a little bit. But, I, you know, we have the same top three. Um, other names. What are some of the other names that just missed the cut for you? Well, I think one one for me that might not be – other people might not agree, but I've got Miles Turner on there. I've got um, I've got him being a pretty big name that's on there. I do have Rudy Gobert on my list of maybe he can get up to that level. Maybe he will play at a top three level. I don't think he will, but maybe that new change of scenery will boost him and give him what he needs to to play closer to that top level. So you know th- those those two guys for me I think are are in the mix for sure of of people that are just right above Rudy Gobert is a little bit more of an unknown, but I, we know he has the skill set to be a top three. He definitely has the skill set and brings the right stuff to be in the top three. I just don't think he has had enough success to be solidly in there yet, but he's definitely on that list as well. So those Jared Allen, I think is a big one as well. I think he is, as we've seen him progress, we've seen him become a way better player. And I think that he is going to be a huge part of his team's success. So those are three names to me that are just kind of right outside that area of top yeah. three. I think miles Turner is underrated. I, I, I put him in a top 10, I think maybe, um, DeMontis Sabonis is up there for me. Um, despite the fact that I believe he now plays in Sacramento, uh, there's, Carl Anthony Towns is technically a center, but he's going to be moving over to the four. So that might be a discussion here in a little bit. Uh, Jared Allen up there defensively. Great names. Great names. All right. Move over to the power forwards. Montana, your top three. So my third one is Anthony Davis. And this one was tricky for me because it's like Anthony Davis healthy. Absolutely. So it's kind of a, a place where I'm putting him believing that he's healthy, believing he's actually fully healthy skill wise, talent wise, what he means to his team wise, he's top three, but I don't have him above three and he's really just right there on that three spot for it. But I have Anthony Davis three, if he's healthy cat, I have two since he moved over. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in that position. I don't think he's going to, you know, he was a great center. He's been great his whole career, but I think he's going to have an edge over some of those power forwards because of he's because he's moving over and because of his skill set. So he's my number two, and then Giannis is number one. There is no better power forward than Giannis, and I don't think there will be for at least the next five years. He is he has set the bar. He is up here, not even just for those play, but NBA players. He's one of the best. So I'm 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 jumping on board. The you know I'm jumping on board. I think he's the real deal, and I think he's. I think he is the face of that position. Once again, we have the same top three, but in a different order. Uh, <laughs> I have I have Cat at number three, Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, he's technically a center. I, I think I agree. I think you know from an offensive standpoint, if he's able to guard uh, the perimeter, because a lot of teams are going to go small to try to take advantage of that matchup. Carl Anthony Towns is not known for his defense. I've seen some Timberwolves games. I don't know if he can shuffle his feet and keep up with some of these guys. Like if you play like a Kawhi or a Jason Tatum at the four, is he going to be able to keep up with those guys? 
if he can and stays out of foul trouble, which Cat has proven that he hasn't been able to do so, I think he's going to have a breakout offensive season, especially with Rudy Gobert, who I swear I saw a video of him during Eurobasket hit a turnaround jump shot. It was awkward, but Rudy Gobert hit a jump shot. I forgot to mention him. We were talking about uh, with the centers. Uh, Shocking, but it happened. But no, Cat, number three for sure on this list. I have Anthony Davis as number two, kind of by default. Um, I just couldn't, even despite the injuries and things of that nature, the guy's still not even 30 yet, still has an amazing skill set when healthy is by far, well, not by far, but undoubtedly number two on this list, but we have him at number two just because I couldn't find anybody else better. And at number one, as uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans say here so many times when they go into the Pfizer forum, I have Yanis Adedokumbo at number one for all the same reasons you did. So we're, we're, on the, we're on the same page there. Other guys you can consider, I mean, I'm just throwing names out here. Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he led the NBA in total blocks last year. Talented young guy. Um, <laughs> no no reason to mute me, Jay. Um, Pascal Siakam's up there. Uh, John Collins of the Hawks. Uh, you can even put Draymond Green up there. Uh, I don't put him against any of the guys that we mentioned, but, I mean, throwing names out there. I can't think of true power forwards um, other than those guys. What about you? Um, I would say uh, Evan Mobley. I think he's good call. I think he's going to be a solid. He's as just a rookie. He just had a great season. I think he's one of the more consistent younger players we've seen. He had a lot of consistency show throughout his time. That was, I mean, he had a really good season. I agree. Draymond Green, you, you could put him up there. He's still a player that has that skill set. I don't know if we don't see it every single game, but we'll see him show up and he have wins. a couple good he games. Wins. He wins. Yeah. And that goes a long way. Uh, Julius Randle, it can be a little tricky to say this, but he's pretty offensively versatile. And I think that he, that skill set, we saw how big it was that season, not last season, but the season before when they made the playoffs and they had a pretty good season. We saw Julius Randle really have a solid year. So I think that hopefully he'll have a, a better season. And then Zion Williamson. I was just about to say Zion. Yep. That's the big one because I think that he is going to come back. And if he's on the court and if he's playing and if he's actually suited up, I think we every time he's been on the court – the guy's a monster. He's offensively efficient. He's good on the defensive end. If he is healthy or whatever you want to call it, if he's good, if he's ready to go, I I want to see him out there. And I, and I think that he could be a player that for me will end up, I don't even have him in my top five, I would say, but I would say if he can show up and just attack the season and go for it right away, I would see him maybe inch into my top five because he, from what we have seen, I do believe he is a top five talent. One other name I'm going to throw in there, and we haven't seen him on the court in an NBA game yet, is Orlando Magic rookie Paolo Bancaro, 6'10". I mean, I'd technically be a power forward, but kind of like small forward skill set. So uh, <laughs> Zion at the all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't know which one, a Golden Corral or another one. I don't know, but <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. All right, small forwards, Montana. Now, now it's going to get tougher. These are going to get pretty tough. At least I thought these were the top three to, that were toughest for me. But who do you have as your top three small forwards? No, this was super tricky. But I've got Kevin Durant as my three. I Kevin Durant's great. 
I think that Kevin Durant is going to have a great season. And I actually think if the Nets duo of him and Kyrie is going to work, it's going to work now. I think that they're in a place where they understand, you know, Kyrie was just in an interview and talked about getting swept and he said he thought it needed to happen. So I think going forward, we're going to see a dangerous Kevin Durant. I wasn't really impressed with how he did with his, you know, performance last season. He had some great games. I just thought that that Nets team was lackluster as a whole. But I think he he is definitely a top three talent, and he is going to give a lot of teams a problem. So he's my three. I've got LeBron James as my two. Obviously, Lakers, really forgettable. I still am trying to forget it completely. Season last year, really, really not not great. Not even just lackluster, just awful. It was a nightmare. But LeBron was the was the highlight. You know, he was the bright spot and. When he was on the court, I at least felt like against most teams we had a chance. And and usually we would up until the last court, and then that was it. So LeBron is a, is just a top three talent going into year 20 is just ridiculous. That is that is crazy. That is not something that you see and, and may not see again. So LeBron James, definitely my number two, solidly my number two. And then I've got Jason Tatum as my number one. Jason Tatum is just – we saw him have – one of his better seasons he's had last season, and especially in the postseason. He is electric. He is dangerous. And if you are going up against him in the postseason, you better have your best people on him because he is going to score over about anyone, and he's going to make it happen. So Jason Tatum is a player that I believe is one of the best players of the 2010s. He's, he makes my top 20 list of the 2010s by far. He is such a talented player and I am not a Celtic guy in the slightest. So saying that is, is tricky, but I can say it without any problem because he's my number one. And again, the gap between him and LeBron, it's hard to say that. I still think LeBron is great, but Tatum is a step above Kevin Durant and LeBron, in my opinion, as an overall player at this moment. I think we're either copying off each other or I don't know what's going on, but we have the same three, but just in different orders again. Um, for me, I have Jason Tatum at third and the, the gap between three and two is paper thin. Jason Tatum is going to be a player, all decade player of the 2020s. He's still very young, um, struggle a little bit in the finals, but you know, he, he's, I think he's a top three, small four. That That's just what it is. I have Kevin Durant number two, and again, it's barely a difference between you know as far as that 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 number two and three spot. I think Kevin Durant's still great player, great offensive player, things of that nature. I think you know he's going to come out with something to prove. Um, and number one, it's, for me, it's still LeBron James. I mean, he's uh, averaged over thirty points a game. Still had a pretty, from a statistical standpoint, had a pretty good season. Not as far as wins go, but. I think LeBron's still the small forward and until someone knocks him off that, that one spot, I think it's his. So we'll see how that goes this season. You know, he's another year older, but you know, he might be Tom Brady this thing for all we know, who knows, but the names that are leaving off this list, at least for me, are just impressive here. There's Paul George, um, Kawhi Leonard, who are both on the same team, but technically are both small forwards. I think they interchange between shooting guard and small forward. But both of those guys are going to be coming back from injury, hoping to play the majority of the season here. Kawhi, we didn't see it all last season. Um, DeMar DeRozan had a career year last year with the Bulls, off the list. Brandon Ingram, and the whole country got to see him finally last year during that opening round uh, playoff series against the Phoenix Suns. But people know he can ball. Um, anybody else I'm li- li- that I mentioned that uh, you thought should be on, in consideration? 
Jimmy Butler is Good call. a player that I think, and again, I don't, it's not like I have him. I wouldn't have him on my top three, but he's close. He's right there. He's definitely a top 10. Uh, Chris Middleton, also a player. Another good call. Definitely close. Even a player like Mikel Bridges is is up there. And may, I wouldn't put him right there, but close. Andrew Wiggins, you know, there's. There, I feel like this is maybe one of the trickiest, if not the trickiest positions, because the names we just mentioned could easily make top 10, top five. I mean, there there's so many talented players on this in this position. Yeah. I think this one and the point guard are the hardest ones to, to rank. Shooting yeah, guards not too not a walk in the park either, but all right. Speaking of shooting guards, let's hit it. Who you got? So I've got Anthony Edwards as my number three. Um, I don't statistically speaking, of course, there are other point um, shooting guards that you could put above him season to season. But I think what we have seen in his progression and his growth as a player, and now that you know they have Rudy Gobert, it's a big question mark for me still, as as we've talked about. But that could be a team in the West that is a top four, top five squad. Once they get everything figured out, I really see it. And Anthony Edwards is one of the biggest reasons for that. We will see him in the MVP talks, like seriously in the MVP talks within the next few seasons with it. I can see him having that season. Now I can see this season being that season where he makes that leap. So Anthony Edwards is my three because of the skill set he brings. And I just think the growth in the period of time he's been in the league has been impressive. I've got Devin Booker as my number two has been scoring 24 plus since like 2018. The guy just is a scoring machine. I think he is a player that is just ridiculous. You cannot contain him. He has shown time and time again that he can shoot the lights out and also do so many other things for the team, for the sun. So he's my number two. And then I've got Donovan Mitchell as my number one. Uh, that move to Cleveland is a big reason I have him in that number one spot. I think Cleveland is going to be a team where he is going to take off. We saw how talented he was in Utah. I'm not going to say that Utah was holding him back, but I think he will be able to express his skill set more completely in Cleveland. And I think he is going to be in the MVP talks. I have him being a potential MVP winner in my little list I have in my head right now, because I think he is going to show us everything he showed us times 10. So Donovan Mitchell is my number one. Got some slight differences this time. I was going to say, did we break the streak? <laughs> yeah, we broke the streak. I, I, I'm with you on buying Anthony Edwards stock. For sure. He's uh, one of the more exciting players in the NBA. He's just going to continue to grow. He's going to have a fantastic season, I think. That being said, I actually have him as four and barely as four. I think the gap for me between three and four is minimum. Um, My number three pick is going to be a little bit of a homer pick for me, but I have Zach Levine at number three, believe it or not. Um, He's had a a good last couple years, played last season hurt, and still put up 25 points a game. Great offensive player, improving slightly defensively, still athletic as, as all hell. Um, but a healthy Zach Levine, I think, is number three right now. Number two, I have Donovan Mitchell for the exact same reasons you mentioned. It's going to be really interesting to see how he fits in in Cleveland. And uh, I think it changed these. Well, at least we'll get more uh, more coverage nationally, maybe. Um, but Donovan Mitchell, definitely still a young, great talent. Number two, shooting guard in the league for me. Number one, I have Devin Booker. Uh, one of the b- more pure shooters. I think he's got to get out of his own head a little bit and not worry about mascots trying to distract him at the free throw line uh, like he did in Toronto last year or the year before. But that being said, most talented, I, well, 
I think best shooting guard in the league, I should say, Devin Booker. The names that we're leaving off here are ridiculous too. Uh, I mentioned Anthony Edwards, but you know we didn't even neither one of us picked Bradley Beal, and he hasn't hit 30 yet. I think it's mostly because he's walling away on a, a bad, uh, well, mediocre Washington Wizards team. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, is up there. He's coming back from ACL surgery. Um, remember the the 50 point uh, playoff duel, 50 point playoff duels with Donovan Mitchell actually in the bubble. And there's also Clay Thompson, which I, I didn't give Clay that consideration just because he's still coming back from that injury. Um, still a great shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. Uh, no slights to Clay. He's he's definitely in, in the conversation, but I can't I can't put him in the top three today. No, I don't think. And the, for me, he's not even in my top five. I he he's bumped back closer to the lower end of top ten because of that injury. And honestly, great great run in the playoffs. It was. Great to see him back playing in the playoffs, especially the championship. But if we're being honest, he didn't really have a super impressive offseason or excuse me, postseason and didn't have an extremely impressive season that he was back. So I think that he's still in the mix. Tyler Hero is one that I think had a great season his rookie year. Did not have the best season, but he's kind of a bounce back player. I think he'll have a good Jordan Poole, I think, will obviously had a great season last year. So I think that this is a position that also has a lot of death. <laughs> oh man. Well, not every take is going to be liked. And, and that's again, still a great player, but definitely I, uh, yeah, I, I have him not, you know, top five, but you know, there's a lot of good players in this position. Bradley Beal, I think is going to have some success. We're just going to see a lot of players have good success, I think in this position, but you know, Levine, Zach Levine was right there for me. He was originally my number three, but when I thought about it, I had to put Anthony Edwards up. Cause I just think, Edwards has, you know, his consistency and his growth has impressed me more than Levine's seasons and then what he's done so far has. But Levine's a great player and he's right up there for me as well. Yeah, I mean, switching three or four there, I wouldn't be mad at that. So, okay. All right. For me, toughest position to rank Montana point guard. Top three. Let's go. <sighs> this one was pretty tricky. So, yeah, Chris Paul is my three. Chris Paul has been a player that we talk about how impressive it is that LeBron has been as good as he has for this long, but Chris Paul is right up there too. He's been in the league for, for a minute and he is elite and arguably in my opinion, he has became more elite within the last five years. I think that he has kind of grown. Houston was fine. Not the best setup did not work long-term, but when he went to Oklahoma City, we saw him, in my opinion, evolve and show his whole skill set again. The Paul, the, the Paul George, oh my gosh, <laughs> whoops. The Chris Paul that we saw when he first suited up, when he got into the league, I think we start, started to see more of that than what we saw in Houston and even the Clippers. So I think that he is a player that as he has gotten older, he's aged extremely well as a player and has even gone back to what made him such a good player in the beginning. So Chris Paul is easily my three. I've got Steph Curry as my number two, the champ, you know, three-point record. Great. He's, he's Smoke's a, he's not going to be happy with you. He's uh, not yeah, going to be happy with you. Pass. I already used that free pass. I might be screwed now. But, but no, <laughs> Curry's my number two. He's just a great player, super talented. He's going to go down as the best shooter of all time. He is going to have another great season. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. He's not going to fall off and not have a good season. But the player that I have at number one, in my opinion, is – one of the players that is the face of the NBA or growing to be the face. And that's Luca. Luca Doncic is incredible. And I think we are going to see a 
like we saw with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. There can be more than one face of the NBA at the same time. And I think we're going to see a Giannis and Luka face of the NBA once we kind of get past the LeBron. Because LeBron is still the face of the NBA, I'd say. But Luka is incredible. And I think that that Mavs team is going to make a run for the chip. If there's one team that I think – who. I don't know who I, right now I still have the Warriors being right up there. So I'll just say the Warriors defending that title. I think there's one team that I think could knock them out in the Western conference. I think it's the Mavs going into the city. I think that the Mavs are scary and I think Luca is a huge reason. So Luca is my number one, but Curry is right there. The line is super thin between one and two for me, but I've got Luca okay. at that number one spot. Okay. We're going to differ at number three. And I, I just even me trying to narrow this down, the names I've left off the list, I feel dirty about, to be honest with you. And we'll get into those in a second. But my number three, I can't believe I'm saying this, but my number three is Trey Young. Oh. Trey yeah. Young, I, I'll be honest, I'm not that much of a fan of, but the dude is good. The dude, um, a poor man, Steph Curry, if you will, as far as shooting distance. And he's, he's, he's trying to get to Steph Curry-like levels. You can tell he's been watching him closely, but – from a scoring standpoint, from an ability to shoot and score standpoint, and from a passing standpoint, the guy's average high assists per game is his first few years in the NBA. And a lot of it's, you know, my ranking is due to, you know, guys being hurt and things of that nature. But I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have Trey Young as my number three point guard going into the season. Number two, I have, and I'm probably one of my favorite players in the NBA is Luka Doncic. All the reasons you said, obviously, um, Dude's going to be an MVP candidate for years to come. Um, probably going to be top five MVP um, next couple of years easily. But, you know, the Dallas Mavericks are going to go as far as Luka Doncic goes. If, God forbid, he gets hurt, something like that, the Mavericks aren't even going to make the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. And then my number one is uh, is Mr. Stephen Curry. The champ is here. The champ is here. I mean, the greatest shooter of all time. Um I got to give Curry the nod, not just because of the championships, but, you know, best shooter of all time. He's the best point guard in the league by default until someone knocks him off. So for me, it's Steph Curry. Now, both of us had uh, Steph Curry and Luka Doncic one and two, uh, kind of flip-flop there a little bit. But let's talk about some of the names that didn't make our lists. Um, for me, CP3 didn't make my list. He was barely on the outside looking in. Um, so we got, we got Chris Paul, but there's some other names. Damian Lillard. For me, one of my favorite players in the NBA. Hurt most of last season. Um, actually, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to let you say it. Go ahead, Montana. Who else? Who else? Point guard wise, we haven't even put on this list. Well, this is tricky for me to say because I don't, I don't know for sure. But a player that should be on this list and should be a player that's that missed it just barely is Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't know for sure, but the player that he should be, Russell Westbrook, for me, the talent that he is supposed to have and, and show. I 58 think minutes in. 58 minutes in, we finally talked about Russell Westbrook. All right. I thought we were going to miss it. I definitely didn't have him on my list. But, again, his, his talent, who he is, he should be there. Lonzo Ball is another player, obviously, the injury exit last year. But Lonzo Ball has shown us that that skill set that he brought into the NBA that was so criticized, he wasn't always putting up big numbers scoring-wise, but his all-around ball, and especially how he can really crank it up on defense, he has shown and proved that his talent and his skill set works, and the Bulls were dangerous when he was on that, when he was healthy, when he was going. That was a scary – I thought they were going to go close to not all the way with that – how that line and, and give and give Lonzo Ball credit. He was 
his shooting was garbage during his time with the Lakers. And he got traded over to the Pelicans and uh, fixed his shooting for him. He worked at his game. He worked at his game. And you know, something Ben Simmons can take uh, take some notes on. There you go. Oh, yeah. 59, 59 minutes in, we mentioned Ben Simmons. Kyrie Irving right there. Yep. A ge- generational talent. I mean, the way he can – what he can do talent, with the basketball yes. is ridiculous. Yes. I, can't even, I can't even dribble behind my back that well, that efficiently, let alone do everything he does. So he's a talent, but again, that's a big question mark, I'd say. But Kyrie Irving we have to mention because as, as a talent, the talent and the skill set, there's, there's not a lot of players that can move the ball like he can. Yeah, I'll throw a LaMelo ball in there, Darius Garland, but one of the more underrated players in the NBA, and the guy continues to be underrated his whole career, Drew Holiday, the Bucks, finally made an all-defensive team, one of the better defensive guards, underrated offensive player, give you 20, a um, couple steals a game, all-around player. Drew Holiday should be up there as well for me. So, well, we've uh, – well, any other names before we uh, we put a bow on this thing? I think we've covered most of them. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yep. There he's we go. There. He's kind up of, there. Kind of going to, starting to show that age a little bit, but he's still up there for me. He's a talented. Nope. He's talented. Deer, Deer Fox, who's uh, wailing away in, in Sacramento. Good player. Um, hopefully, Kings can do something, but I'm not betting on it. Oh, no. Yeah. Never going to bet on the Kings. Well... <sighs> We've come to a close here of another episode of Well Beyond the Arc. Uh, thanks again for joining us for your comments. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But this isn't the only place that you can catch us. Uh, Montana, what about your other projects you got going on? Yeah, so I have a new show in the works. It's going to be a Lakers show. I am trying to get it started before the preseason begins. I, the latest it'll start is right before the regular seasons get it gets underway, but I want to get it started within the next few weeks. There's just still so many things going on that I don't want to start it. And then something huge happens. And I, I want to start on a note where we kind of get, you know, a good amount of things going and then the stuff keeps flowing like that. So within the next month I will have the name and I'll have that all plugged and ready to go. So just be, keep your eyes open and, Tune into the next show because maybe by then I'll already have it set up. So Lakers show coming soon. Yeah, I think what Montana's trying to say is he's waiting to see if Russell Westbrook's going to get traded or not now that the, <laughs> the Lakers have four or five point guards. Well, I uh, you can also find my work, uh, my blog website, uh, the sportspageblog.com. Uh, just posted uh, my third of uh, – four series blogs of the best most disrespectful dunks this time from 2010 to 2019 so be sure to check that out don't worry there's youtube video if you don't like reading um also launching uh, live trivia soon we had a first practice run a couple weeks back we're going to have another practice run uh a week from tomorrow uh during the game we'll be raffling off amazon gift card as well so uh for that, comment on the page here. Check that out. But uh, all are invited to take part in the live sports trivia there. So uh, hopefully you can join us there. But well, for now, uh, we'll we'll sign off. Like I said, uh, Montana's waiting for that uh, Russell Rustbook trade. But uh, congrats again to Spain and uh, winning EuroBasket 2022. Can't wait for training camp. Can't wait for the NBA season to start. So uh, let's get a little bit more rest, enjoy some football, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.